Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolution at Org Hardcore 2.0, episode 37. Today we're going to be talking about which oral steroids work with HGH by Parapharma. So we're going to talk about, we're going to tell you guys about Parapharma. Uh, maybe you guys haven't heard of it out there. Really, really good brand. We're going to talk about HGH and why HGH is used in bodybuilding and how good it is with steroids and how you can just, it's an easy cycle to do HGH with oral steroids because now you don't have to be pinning a big needle into you because the HGH, you can use a tiny needle. So a lot of people like to go down that route. You can talk, we're going to talk about best bulking oral steroids with HGH, best recomping oral steroids with HGH, and we're going to talk about best cutting oral steroids with HGH. And then we're going to give you some tips and advice on this podcast that you're not going to hear anywhere else from people. So let's start at Mobster, Parapharma. So they have been around a long time, at least 12, 13 years now. And they have a long history on so many different forums, so, so many different bodybuilding and steroid forums out there. So many reviews really are a great, consistent brand. And I haven't seen a, a, a single negative review on Parapharma all these years. They've always been good. They have a high customer uh, retention rate, 99%. Meaning when people use Parapharma, they come back, they come back, and they come back. They keep coming back because they know that it's high quality. And especially with HGH, because HGH is highly faked. And Monster's going to talk about that in a little bit because he's been around the block. I remember back in the day, back in the late 2000s, um, HGH, I mean, you could not find it. Um, if you found HGH, it was underdosed. So it was really, really hard to find legitimate HGH. So Parapharma, now you can literally go and you can buy legit HGH from Parapharma. And they have, it's called Paratropin. It's a kit that comes 100 IU. And it's fairly priced. It's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than going to an anti-aging clinic. They also have outstanding oral steroids. Mobster and I, and on the pre-shoot, we were kind of going over the list of oral steroids they have. They have every oral steroid that you could possibly imagine. And they have it organized on their website so it's easy to find. It's easy to see how many milligrams. It's easy to see how much are in the pack. They don't play games. They don't try to hide that information where you order it and it gets to you and you're like, wow, this only has 25 tablets in the packet. No, they have it listed. 50 tablets, 100 tablets, whatever it happens to be, they have it listed right there on the front. So it's really, really professionally done and easy to know what you're getting. And you're getting what you order. If you order Winstrol, you're getting Winstrol. If you're getting Superdrol, you're getting Superdrol. If you're getting Anavar, you're getting Anavar, et cetera, et cetera. That's another, um, that's another thing that's very fishy out there with other sources is they'll sell you Anavar, What's not really Anavar? It's really T Bowl, or it's really Winstrol, or it's really D Bowl, even because they want to save money. It's all about cutting costs and saving money. And the objective is let's trick our customers into 
you know, buying something for a hell of a lot more because Anavar is an expensive oral. Well, let's trick our customers into spending three, four times as much on Anavar, but really let's give them something cheaper and they're not going to know the difference. So that's something that used to happen a lot back in the 2000s and then mobsters time in the 90s and 80s. Nowadays, we got places like Parapharma we can go that we know are legit. Mobster? This is true, Steve. I mean, as Steve says, been around the block and uh, Steve's not that far behind me. Um, and of course, our awareness of how the industry's operated in the past. So the reason why we approve of sources like Parapharma is precisely because we've we've learned to rely on them. We've learned that the products are solid. I mean, I give you the sort of feedback that I've had from people, Steve, when they've used an injectable and they compare it to something that they brought to from their buddy down the gym or wherever else. And they say literally day one, day two. And it just depends what they're taking, of course. They feel the difference. They literally know that they're on testosterone day two, day three. That kind of vibe, right? The decade thing Steve talks about, 12, 13 years. I think it's 13 years now, Steve, as we do this podcast. And I've mentioned this on other shows before. You want a company that's been around a long ass time. There, there are, I'm old enough to know of Mexican labs that got raised. I'm old enough to know of companies that have lasted not even 12 months, Steve. You know, great product, and then by the end of the 12 months, the product was rubbish, and then they completely disappeared off the radar. They've taken their money, and they've run. Steve talks about, you know, uh, the, 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 infers products not, not being up to scratch when it comes to, you know, it should be anavarnic, something else completely. I've seen how this stuff's marketed on some of the Chinese websites, David. Literally, it's a generic photograph of a white powder. So ultimately, you want companies that are producing solid product. Now, when it comes to, and as Steve said this at the beginning, growth hormone, it was massively fake back in the day. The price has actually gone down, Steve, compared to what it used to cost. Now, obviously, prices vary, so I'm not going to make a statement about the price right now. But it used to be a lot, I'm going to say nearly three times more expensive back in the day, right? And that's on a like-for-like -like basis, allowing for de inflation, deflation, whatever you like, Steve. Literally three times the price. And, of course, at that price, the temptation to give you something that wasn't growth hormone was enormous, right? And then when you even start to get into pro levels, we're going to touch upon what would be a sensible dose for our listeners versus what the pros do for competing later on in the show. But when you start to get into those kind of numbers, Steve, it starts to sound like tens of thousands of dollars for a high-level Olympia competing, high-level competition stack. It could easily be, back in the day, crazy money. And trust me on this, you didn't, even if the, the lab was legit, Steve, they didn't know what they were getting from their raw suppliers. And then there was pains in the ass with testing and all the rest of it. So it got absolutely crazy. So, of course, now... We approve sources that we've tried, we've tested. We've literally, Steve and I, used, personally used, Parapharma product. So we can turn around and say, hand on heart, I've tried this X, I've tried Y, and this is how I felt. This is what happened when I was on the stack. So I can 100% say that, Steve can say that. A lot of our listeners that listen to this on a regular basis can say that. So this is the sort of stuff that, with the feedback that we want. Like Steve says, now we have a family of forums that we work with, 
But there's many, many forums out there. And again, feedback across the spectrum, Steve, has been absolutely amazing. So it's solid, solid product that's been around a long last time, which means you've learned to rely on it, that you know is the right kind of dosage and you know you're going to get the right kind of work from. Now, of course, we're going to talk about training and diet and all the rest of it to get the absolute best out of any of the stacks that we're going to talk about today. So guys, you've still got to put the work in, but as far as the product's concerned, Parapharma has your back, Steve. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about um, HGH a little bit and kind of review. We've talked a lot about HGH in the past on podcasts, but and I feel like it's really, really smart to review it because a lot of people are still confused about HGH monster. So HGH, you got to remember, it's found in our body. Now, as we age, HGH starts dropping. And the thing is with our, you know, Western diets and our lifestyles, that have been adopted now all over the world, you know, whether you're in Asia, Middle East, even Africa, in some cases, they've adopted the Western diet of eat what you want when you want. And the problem with that is the more you eat, the more you become insulin resistant, the, lo the lower your HGH drops. So that's a problem. And that's just something that we, we have to deal with. So our HGH is dropping more rapidly and more as we, we get younger, as as time goes on. Um, although I feel like our diets are kind of changing now, right? they're kind of improving back, um, especially as the, the boomer generation starts dying off. But notwithstanding, it, you know, we definitely have an HGH issue. And if your HGH is not good, you're going to have a harder time sleeping. You're going to have a harder time with recovery. You're going to have a harder time repairing. You're going to have a harder time building lean muscle mass. You're going to have a harder time cutting fat. So using exogenous HGH works beautifully because now you can inject the HGH. The parapharma HGH comes into in, with, in a kit. So you're going to get the kit. Then you're going to reconstitute the powder very, very carefully. Make, make sure you keep it in the fridge. So the paratropin is going to come. Um, and then you're basically going to mix up a vial of it and then leave the other vials in the fridge unmixed. And you're gonna go through that first vial. And then when it's done, you'll mix the next vial and so on until you're done with all 10 of your vials. So um, the product pack comes 10 vials and 10 IUs per vial. So you're getting quite a bit. It should last you a while, depending on how much you use. Now with HGH, what you wanna do is you wanna pin it with a, a insulin needle. Now you can use a bigger needle if you want, but um, a slim pin, very, very simple to use, a 29 gauge or a 31 gauge. And then you just pin it into, you alternate your uh, stomach body fat and you alternate it back and forth. You can inject it in your shoulders. You can inject it really anywhere. But a lot of people like to pull up the belly fat and inject it. It's not going to help you burn the belly fat by doing that, but it's just an easier spot to inject and it's, it's basically painless. So if you hate injecting, this is the advantage of this cycle that we're going to get into where we're going to stack orals with the HGH. Now, HGH does so many good things in their body. Now, all that thing, all that stuff I was telling you guys about, when it comes to what we're missing out on, um, everything from sleep, metabolism, fat loss, better skin, better immune system, better libido, more energy, all that stuff, even boosting, helping your cholesterol levels, recovering your endurance and your performance in the gym, all this stuff is going to happen when you're using HGH. So it's, it's kind of... It's kind of like tapping into the fountain of youth mobster, you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to this.
yeah, I'm just going to jump in here, Steve. Absolutely. Something that I mentioned to Steve in the pre-show was the amount of uh, longevity, quote-unquote, lifestyle-type clinics, where it, in addition to TIT, we're now starting to see more, with the just the TRC side of things, Steve, more likely to also prescribe growth hormone, but specifically the anti-aging side. I'm also looking here, Steve, at an article that we're referring to as we do this show, in the medical uses, and the medical uses, the obvious one uh, was uh, kids that were under height, uh, they would have, uh, they're not, not dwarfs or midget, Steve, but just real short for their age. And we started to see, again, this 20, 30 years ago, kids like that would be given low-dose growth hormone uh, and just to increase their height up to normal height. You're also looking at, and funny enough, Steve, this is actually a little bit of research that I did some time ago, and I've mentioned this on other shows when we refer to growth hormone, where HIV patients would sell the spare that they'd been prescribed. And this is how bodybuilders was able to obtain solid product. Now, as a side story, and I've mentioned this before, and it's actually an additional benefit here, Steve, I've got two buddies, and I've mentioned this on other shows, that have specific mental conditions. One's got Crohn's, and one's got colitis. And essentially, it's the immune system attacking part of their lower intestines. And it makes it really bad for them in terms of digestion. They're in the toilet multiple times per day. 20, 30 times is not unusual when they've got full-blown uh, issues. And for both of those people, more or less asking me at the same time, I went away and did a little bit of research. And I found an HIV forum where the, the amount of uh, money that the guys were spending per day was talked about, the dosage was talked about. But specifically, in this particular two cases, the benefits for both of them here in the UK to be using growth hormone and allow that lower intestine, that gut, to be repaired. Now, the issue here in the UK, Steve, you know that we've got a national health service, and getting them to prescribe what was the equivalent at that time, the 500 bucks a month for a prescription versus the 20 or 30 pounds, that's kind of typical, even with subsidising and so on and so forth, was very, very difficult. Uh, so what these guys would end up having to do is go into the black market, using a company like Parapharma, and essentially having to self-prescribe, and then, of course, the benefits. Again, it's just one of those, have you got the disposable income in their particular case? But these are the kind of benefits that it's, it's surprising how this stuff works. You can have great skin, the anti-aging. You and I are going to talk about a little bit with the injury repair, soft tissue injury repair, ligaments and so on that we get sometimes in bodybuilding, but obviously also the anabolic, the, the muscle boosting. But these other benefits, like I said, muscle, HIV patients retaining muscle tissue so they don't waste away, and of course, boosting the immune system so that they don't have that particular issue where the body's attacking itself. And in my two buddies' case, a literally almost transforming how they feel, Steve. When you're, as we would say, to put it crudely, in the shitter 30 fucking times a day, food just passes right through you. You feel like warmed up death and growth hormone paratropin from from para, specifically from parapharma in this particular case steve would be life-altering their sense of well-being would be absolutely amazing so the benefits are crazy in terms of just overall benefits but we're specifically talking about here guys your muscle boosting muscle retaining fat loss benefits that you're going to get in the gym back to you steve and at the end of the day when it comes to dosing hgh listen um you know, the side effects are going to happen the more you run it. But if you run it at a lower dose and you run it at a correct dose, you shouldn't have side effects. But let's say you abused it and um, 
you know, with this parafarm HGH, let me tell you something. One IU, 1.5 IUs, two IUs a day is really all you need. If you're looking, you know, to run it in, in a stack with oral steroids. But if you're looking to, you know, compete or you're looking to really, really take things to the next level, then obviously you're going to run it at a higher dose. So we're going to get into dosing, dosing shortly. But side effects, look, if you run it too high, if, you, if you're running it like four IUs, you want to see what happens, even three IUs. This high quality HGH is more likely to give you side effects even at three IUs than a inferior HGH where you're running at six IUs. I remember back in the day, we'd get HGH from like China and stuff and it'd be under, under market HGH and it'd be so underdosed, you'd have to run six, seven IUs just to see any anything from it, you know? And you wouldn't even start getting side effects until you started running at six, seven IUs. Now with Parapharma, you start, you run the Parapharma three IUs a day, there's a good chance you're going to start getting some of these side effects. Um, one of the big ones, hypoglycemia, that's that's really common at HGH. You just get so hungry on it. You, you It's like your, your body wants carbs when, when you're on it. Achy feeling uh, when waking up, sometimes pains in the joints, water retention, carpal tunnel. That's a really common one. And then being too tired. Um, you'll start noticing on HGH when you're on it after a couple of weeks, you'll sleep really, really hard. But if you're a type of person who gets tired during the day, you you know, you just have that issue, it could make you more tired in the day and be annoying. But if you're running at a good dose, none of these side effects are going to happen. I've run HGH at a correct dose. I didn't have to deal with any of these side effects. None of them. I just had good results on it. Good, clean muscle mass, better recovery. And I also was dropping body fat, even though my diet did not even change. So HGH is, is really, um, it's the, the best anti-aging uh, thing you could take. And it's non-anabolic steroids. It, it is a peptide. So, and it's naturally found in the body. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really good. So mobster touched on that a bit. And then we're going to get into stacking it. And then why don't you talk, start getting into bulking oral steroids with HGH and dosing. Yeah, so listen, guys, again, doing the research for my two particular buddies at the time was a great way for me to learn about the benefits, the minuses, the pluses, whatever you like to call it, of growth hormone. And again, that went, that went on to so the HIV forums, the AIDS forums, but also on to bodybuilding forums and when they had to look. So a great indicator, perversely, Steve, it's actually a good indicator that what you're using is legit, uh, again, like Parapharma, was perversely the, the carpal tunnel now very very quickly guys uh growth hormone can and will especially if it's dosed incorrectly uh, you need to pick the right dose for what you're doing and that's the sort of advice we're giving you today will affect in this particular case the sheaths the the the, the fibrous tendons that are around the other tendons that are literally i've described it's like something out of the terminator movie steve where you see him peel back the flesh on his arm and you see those cables going up and down as the metal hand flexes so in carpal tunnel it's a a band of fibrous tendons around the wrist and inside are tiny little sheaths and the tendons go backwards and forwards with those sheaths with excessive growth hormone both the tendons and the sheaths thicken up now in carpal tunnel which you can get without using growth hormone it's literally like typer's wrist or whatever you want to call it for repetitive stress and what's happened of course is that the tendons thickened and it's rubbing against the side of the ship with, with growth hormone use it's actually a great indicator so what did i do steve i looked at the dosage and i said if i saw this dosage i saw carpal tunnel if i didn't see this dosage, 
or I saw less, I didn't see carpal tunnel. So for me, and I've said this a million times, every, I mean, Steve and I can dispute a little bit either way, but it's always going to be towards the lower end. Every single time I saw users exceeding the equivalent of 2.5 IUs per day, that's you can do every other day with 2.5 IUs, that's when I was more likely to see the side effect of carpal tunnel. And in a way, of course, the moment they exceed that, the moment they get the issue, they can back off and find that sweet spot for them. Now, if you are a professional bodybuilder, you're probably going to be on a lot higher dosage, but I would argue this, Steve, for a much shorter period of time. So you can use low dosage for a very long time. And in fact, when it comes to growth hormone, we're going to talk about how long you might want to be on, not necessarily with this, the oral cycles, but whether you're using growth hormone off an oral cycle. But equally, uh, for me, a pro bodybuilder is going to be using high dosages, but for short periods of time, literally that run up to the competition. So that, that's one particular issue. I also want to show, throw something else out there, Stephen, and I'm going to talk about the first one, which would be bulking, is the argument I've seen, and I've got to say that I dispute this, uh, and again, it's referring to the article that we're using as a reference today, the, the argument about, quote-unquote, organ growth. Now, the great example of this, and they literally named the muscular, ripped, but bulging belly after him, was Dave Palumbo, with the phrase Palumboism. Now, I've used this argument, right? So Dave is still a huge fan of using growth hormone and has written and talked about this multiple times. But And when he was on stage at 300 pounds, looking like an absolute fucking freak, his stomach was sticking out. He had a proper six-pack, Steve, covered in veins, but it stuck out like a ninja turtle. He's now a retired bodybuilder and his stomach doesn't stick out. So the idea that growth hormone encourage organ growth would be arguably permanent. And yet, of course, we haven't seen that. So I suspect it's an on-cycle during that bodybuilding, especially competitive bodybuilding phase. He would not have had his organs shrunk medically afterwards, guys. So I, I'm going to argue that particular point. Right, let's choose one now, Steve. And I'm going to go with uh, a bulking cycle. And again, my, my dosage for growth hormone, as I've already said, would be the equivalent of 2.5 IUs a day. In fact, I'm probably going to use that dose throughout here, Steve. But straightforward, very, very simple, Steve. I'm going to choose D-Bolt because absolutely I know what happens when I'm using it. I know how effective it is in terms of my strength, even the amount of muscular gains that I might be able to retain with that little bit of water that D-Bolt might give me on cycle, so on and so forth. So for me, Steve, I've never run it higher than 50. And my absolute best has always been around 30 milligrams per day. That's three 10 mil tablets. You can get those from Parafarm as well. And that would be it, Steve, honestly. I'd run it real, real simple. There are other things you can do. And there are other, there's, obviously, we could go in down the injectable route, but that would be it. Absolutely, as a simple, straightforward, super duper, no problems, to, nothing to complicate to think about, guys. Get the diet right, get the training right. 30 milligrams of D-Bowl, Steve, and two and a half I use, or the equivalent of two and a half I use of growth hormone. Now, what I would tweak, and I said this already, is that I would run the D-Bowl probably no more than eight weeks, but I would probably run the growth hormone longer. What do you think on that, Steve? And would you have a different choice? Yeah, and we, um, you know, in the last uh, section, we didn't really discuss it. But yeah, HGH, you really want to run HGH uh, longer than eight weeks. But um, the misconception, though, is you can't get good results on HGH in, in two months, and that's just not true. Um, I run it, and I run it for a couple months, two, three months, and I've gotten good results on it. Now, 
is it going to be something where, you know, um, you're really going to see great results where it's going to like change your physique and everything? No, because I when I ran it, I was already in good shape and everything. It was kind of more of an icing on a cake thing. So you have to kind of treat HGH that way. So you might want to stay on it longer. So you could actually start your HGH before you start your oral steroid. And then during your HGH run, you can throw in the oral steroid. Now, the good thing about HGH is it's not going to suppress your HBTA. It's a pulse. So when you take it, it gives you a pulse of HGH. So you don't have to worry about cycling it on, cycling off. You can literally just stay on HGH for months and you don't have to worry as long as it's not an excessive dose. Now, if you stay on months on an excessive dose, that's going to cause problems. And those are going to, that's going to cause these these issues that I talked about in the last segment with side effects, for sure. So you want to stay on a normal dose. And the idea is you're you're producing HGH already, right? You're producing pulses of HGH. But when the HGH in your body drops, that's where the exogenous HGH comes in. So that's why taking HGH before your meal, because after you eat, that's when your HGH drops, your insulin goes up, your HGH drops, they run inverted. So you want to, that's the trick with HGH. You take it before a meal and that's going to make it more effective because now you're not only getting your HGH all night while you're fasting, because the longer you fast, the more your HGH goes up. Okay. So let's say I fast till noon. Okay. And I, I ate last night at 7 p.m. The, my HGH at 10 to 12 hours will start rising. At, okay, if you haven't eaten anything for 10, 12 hours, it's going to start rising. So my HGH is rising the next day, all morning, into my first meal. As soon as you eat your first meal, boom, now your HGH drops. Okay, because your insulin goes up. So the idea is you take the HGH before your first meal, whether it's 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock, 12, 2 p.m., whatever. You take the HGH about 30 minutes before your first meal because when your HGH drops, you want the HGH in your system still giving you a pulse. So, and don't don't make this too complicated. Don't be like, well, I got to keep my HGH elevated 24-7. You don't. It's about getting more HGH pulses. You're working with your body and with the HGH. Now, if you're an older guy like mobster's age, you're, you're not producing much HGH anyway. So you see some of these guys, you know, on YouTube or whatever, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter when you take HGH, that's just growth science. Well, to them, it doesn't matter because they're in their 50s and 60s and they've already blown out their HGH anyway. They're not producing it because they have poor lifestyles and they've abused steroids for years and they have poor organ health. So they're not going to produce, and they eat every two hours. So yeah, you're not going to produce HGH if you eat every two hours, okay? But like for most of you out there listening to this, you know, you're not in that case. So you're going to be able to get more benefits from HGH and get more bang for your buck by taking it like that. All right. So that's, uh, that pretty much explains it. So the next one we're going to talk about is Anadrol. And Anadrol is also really good for bulk. It's my favorite bulking oral. And the reason it's my favorite bulking oral is Anadrol is a DHT derivative, but it also has estrogen properties, um, where it binds estrogen in the body. So you're going to get, you may get some water retention with it, but it's going to harden you up. So it's a DHT derivative that hardens you up and gives you some bulking properties, but it's, it's really good for bulking. It like makes your muscles big and hard. It's really weird. 
And the way it's structured is fascinating, the way they structured it. Because a lot of people, they've used Anadol before, and they don't believe it's a DHT derivative. They're like, oh, DHT derivative is supposed to dry me out. And it, but it's weird. It kind of does that, but it does it in a different way than some of the other steroids I'm going to talk about for recomping and for cutting that don't have any water tendency. So, you know, Mobster touched on the Debo. Definitely Debo aromatizes like crazy. And then you're going to have uh, Anadrol. But what they both do as well is they boost appetite. And Anadrol will boost your appetite as well. And that's going to help you. So make sure you're eating good, clean, nutritious food. And make sure that you're, you know, working out and getting in good workouts. And Anadrol, typically 50 milligrams are called A-bombs. Usually people just do 50 milligrams. They might do 25 milligrams. I like to do 25 milligrams. I like to go you know, on the more lower side with, with uh, my dosing. But some of you will react really well to 50 milligrams. So play around with those doses four weeks and then make sure you're running your HGH on a daily basis along with the Anadrol and you'll have some really good bulking benefits. And again, with this one, I would start the HGH a little earlier than I would um, and then use the Anadrol to kind of boost things along. And then you'll have some really, really good results. Your recovery will be great. It'll be fantastic. It'll be a hell of a cycle for, for bulking. Um, so you do four or five weeks with Anadrol. I wouldn't go longer um, because it's a really, really potent steroid and has a lot of harsh effects. So Mobster, do you want to touch on, uh, you want to go with recomping, your favorite recomping stack? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably use something like Anavar here, Steve. A is because I'm super familiar with it and I know what happens to my body when I'm using it. Uh, Parapharma does an Anavar 10 and an Anavar 50, Steve. Um, what would I do? I mean, let, again, super, super simple. We talked about this multiple times. The most effective dose for pretty much every listener listening is going to be 50 milligrams. Why? Listen, right? You get strong on NFR. That's the number one reason why I use it. It just seems to improve my strength. It seems to improve my power. And I don't gain loads and loads, right? So when we're talking about recomposition, if it was an injectable, Steve, I'd be talking about probably trend. But when it comes to recomposition, I don't, I want that combination of fat loss, which growth hormone from parapharma can assist us with, but obviously the Anavar. So what happens for me on Anavar when I'm running it solo is I gain at the most, Steve, around five pounds and it's all functional tissue. I don't get bloated. I don't have any water retention, which is precisely why we use an Anavar. I get strong in the gym, which was exactly the reason for me using it. And if I was wanting to keep those gains and I was at that point in my training, that would be perfect for me, Steve. And then in combination, and something I just said to Steve in a pre-show off air, was the synergistic effects, right? Now, something when it comes to all steroid and or growth hormone stacks, whether it's injectable or oral, and there's a certain mythology here, maybe there's even an argument for bro science, but I think it's been proven again and again and again, Steve, the synergistic effects of running steroids with growth hormone is almost more than what happens when you use them individually. So you get that effect of the two things together gives you another plus over and above. If it was five for VAR and five for growth hormone, you get 11 from running the two together. Because for example, Steve, again, if I was trying to boost my power, which is what I would normally do with Anavar, the risk of injury becomes higher and growth hormones assist me with recovering from injuries and the stress on my tendons. But for recomposition, Steve, 
I think it's one of the best cycles you could possibly do if it was an oral and growth form run together, simply because I'm not gaining loads and loads of tissue. Obviously, my diet needs to be on point. My training needs to be on point. But the ability for the growth hormone to lower body fat levels, which is one aspect, and at the same time, add muscle tissue, which growth hormone does, as well as the Anavar, makes it, from in my mind, Steve, a perfect recomposition stack. What about you? What about on that one? And would you have a different choice? So what would be your dosage on the Anavar and the length again, so that the listeners oh, so, understand? Yeah. Sorry, listeners. So, yeah, I mean, 100%. 50 milligrams a day seems to be the sweet spot every single Anavar stack we've ever talked about. Now, you can run it lower, and certainly if you was running it in combination with other products, I would 100% want to look at what else you were doing. But we're talking about a simple Anavar and growth hormone stack, so it would be 50 milligrams of Anavar per day, and again, my sweet spot, the two and a half I use per day. What about in terms of the cycle length, Steve? Again, six to eight weeks recomposition there's an argument to be made towards the eight weeks only because i want my gains and for that matter my losses to stick and i would prefer for changes to stay i.e., the fat loss to stay off and for the muscle loss to be retained i'd like you to run it a little bit longer so we're pushing out towards the eight weeks typically we don't like to run rules too long but I'm pushing out towards the eight weeks for that specific reason, Steve. I want the fat loss to remain lost and I want the muscle gains and the power to remain in situ as long as possible. Now, of course, guys, and I've touched on this before, the tweaks that you make afterwards in order to keep your fat off and keep your muscle on come from the diet and training as well. But we're doing these two in combination to assist you with your recomposition. Back to you, Steve. So let's get to the next one. Um, that's really good for recomping and super droll. And Paraforma has a Super Droll. It's 10 milligram a tab, 100 tablets in a pack. And Super Droll, you know, strength. It's definitely a strength oral. You're going to have a lot of strength on it. But it's also good for recomp because it doesn't aromatize into estrogen. So you can run the Super Droll anywhere from 10 up to 30 milligrams a day. I wouldn't go more. Um, it's really nasty, the side effects, once you exceed 30 milligrams when I ran it, I was running 30 milligrams a day and I throw in an extra 10 milligram on my workout day just to give me a little psychological boost before my workout. But the side effects are brutal. So then I had to drop it down to 10 milligrams. I can only go with Super Droll about three weeks. So three to four weeks would be my maximum amount of time on it. But Super Droll, look, at the end of the day, it can transform your body in three to four weeks. So recomping is about transforming the body, right? So if you want to transform the body with an oral and you want to do it quick, then Superdrol is one to consider. But it's so damn toxic. It's so toxic. So when you're on it, it's normal to feel that toxicity, that that lack of energy. And it just is really rough on your organs. So be careful with this one. It's not something for a newbie if you want to recomp, but it's something to consider just trying out and, and trying it. And um, it can give you some really, really amazing changes to your physique in just two or three weeks, really. Um, you know, so it makes a really good recomper. And the thing about it, too, that makes a good recomper mobster is it doesn't make you hungry. It kills your appetite because your body is so fucking toxic on it that your body is so sick and toxic when you're on this stuff that you don't want to eat, you know? So it's just like, if you've ever had like, 
you it's just like if you've ever had COVID or the flu or something, you don't feel hunger because your body is like, don't feed me. Your body is like, stop giving me food. I'm trying to fight this virus, this this horrible virus that I have. I'm trying to I'm I'm, I'm you, you get a fever and you you just feel like crap on it, so you don't have an appetite. That's how Superdrol makes you feel. It pretty much just makes you feel like you have some type of viral infection. <laughs> You know, so you don't eat on it. And that's great when it comes to recomping, but it's also packing on the muscle and the strength at the same time. So if you really want something quick and you don't have patience and you have some steroids under your belt and you want to recomp, Parapharma Superdrol might be one to, to try. But I'm just thinking it be one of those things where I might need to get in shape real quick. And some of our listeners, they might be models or doing a photo shoot or have a surprise holiday coming up or something like that. Do you know what, Steve? The only issue, and I'm thinking historically here with Superdrug for me, is that, of course, it was part of the whole pro-hormone debacle 10, 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago now. And people were able to go into supplement shops and buy this stuff over the can. And the reality was, as with a lot of pro-hormones, but especially with Superdrug, because they could buy them over the counter, they did not treat them as steroids. And they were literally taking these and then going the whole, you know, well, I could take more because it's over the counter. No, motherfuckers, it was a steroid. It just got rid of loopholes. And that's the only issue. You need to treat Superdrug with respect and you need to think it is a steroid. That's it. If you think it's a steroid, if you think it's an oral steroid and you treat it with the, the way it's supposed to be treated, then you obviously, like with any other fucking steroid that we talk about, Steve, we try to give you the best advice, the safety cycles, and so on and so forth, in our opinion, naturally. And that would include Superdrol. So treat it with respect, and it can be incredibly effective. But it ain't a pro-hormone, motherfuckers. It wasn't a pro-hormone the first time around, and it's definitely not a pro-hormone. That's precisely why parapharmacy sell it, because it works, but it's an anabolic steroid, and should be treated as such. So you do all the organ protection, you would make sure not to overdose it. And like Steve says, if you treat it with the, as, as a potent oral steroid, you run it for short periods of time as and when required, Steve. Back to you. So I'm going to take it a completely different direction and go a 180 route. Proviron. And Proviron is the opposite. Proviron, you're not going to see much from Proviron except some hardening and some, some cutting to your muscles and stuff like that. But Proviron is a straight DHT derivative. It's got very little to no side effects. Hell, it might not even be classified completely as an anabolic steroid. It might be classified just as a drug. Because in some cases, it doesn't even suppress you. So it's the complete opposite of Superdrol. You won't even feel that you're on it in some cases. But you'll get some benefits. Maybe a little bit of pumps when you're at the gym. Maybe a little bit of recovering, that sort of thing. You're going to notice libido increases. And it, it binds to SHBG in the body. So you can stack up the HGH, really, really a, a very mild stack. And this is for people who just want to, you know, you want to just focus on the HGH and you maybe want to just throw something in there just to give you a little more hardening benefits without any side effects. So Proviron would be a good option, 25 to 50 milligrams on the Proviron. And really you can run the Proviron Eight weeks. I mean, because Proviron is one of those orals. It's not liver toxic. It's not 17 alpha alkylated. 
Now, is it going to hit your liver and is it going to hit your kidneys a little bit? Yes, it's a drug and you're using it at 10, 15 times therapeutic dosing. So it's going to have some effect on your organs. It may have some effect on your heart even, you know, your heart health with cholesterol. But it's nothing like Superdrol. 10 milligrams of Superdrol will mess up your kidneys, liver, and heart way more than running 50 or even 75 milligrams of Proviron. So Proviron is a very quote-unquote, weak oral steroid. The Parapharma has an excellent Proviron. I wouldn't necessarily recommend you do Proviron with HGH, but it is an option if you're looking for something very mild. The most, a better way to run the Proviron would be to throw it in to one of these other stacks. So you could throw in 25 milligrams of Proviron in one of these other stacks. You would get far more production out of your cycle, far more value out of your cycle. But like I said, you can do it this way, just through the ACH and then throw in the Proviron as an oral if you want to do something really, really mild. So it is possible. So Mobster, get into our cutting uh, stacks. Yeah, I, I'm going to make a little bit of an odd choice here when I'm going to talk about Tyranobol, Steve. Um, we pre recently did a podcast on Tyranobol and we talked about the whole creation, the way that it actually boosts some of your athletic ability and so on and so forth. So why would that make it great for a cutting stack? Well, quite simply, you're going to be able to certain drugs, Supertrol, Anadrol, and uh, 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 Anavar even, Steve. I wouldn't want to do my cardio in any of those orals. I just wouldn't. <laughs> some of them I might just be able to manage to do some cardio on. I can get a pump walking to the gym, Steve, on on, on the Dynabolt. Never mind going for a drug or trying to run around some fields or something like that to burn fat. So I don't want a drug that's going to uh, impact me when I'm trying to do cardio as a way of losing weight, you know, cutting fat, whether that's pedaling the bike in the gym, running around the local fields, walking up a mountain, Steve, or whatever else. And Tyranobol was specifically developed to assist athletic ability in the East German athletes that it was created for. So what does that mean? It means that they had the power to move things like the discus and the shot put and whatever else. But it also meant that some of the lower distance stuff, the 100, not so much the 100 metres of sprinting, but the 200, 400, 800 metre athletes might have been losing it as well. So it wasn't completely killing your cardio. Some will absolutely destroy it. Steve's touched on this on other shows. So I want the ability to do cardio, which is going to assist me with cutting. Not only that, Tyranobol is a little bit like Anavar that you don't gain loads of muscle mass. Again, I would probably be thinking on a Tyranobol cycle, Steve. I would probably look at here and they do a Tyranobol 20. I'd probably only run it at 40 milligrams a day. Dose in the morning, dose in the afternoon. Again, with a growth hormone, my sweet spot, two and a half IUs. And I'm looking, I think, like Anavar, probably four, five, six pounds gain. And here's the great thing, I think, about Tyranobol again. I probably, can, of the stacks that we're talking about today, I suspect, along with Anavar, that the muscle that I might gain on this stack would probably be the most that I'd retain because it's that good. And this is something as well that Steve and I mentioned in other shows, just how underrated general PED using users consider Tyranobol versus the amount of gurus that rate it massively in terms of what they feel is an effective drug that's going to give you exactly what it's supposed to do. So for me, Steve, in terms of cutting, if only because I'll be able to do cardio on it, I would choose Tyranobol run at 40 milligrams a day. What do you think on that? Because we've talked about Tyranobol's ability to allow you to do cardio as well, Steve. How long would you run it at 40 milligrams? Yeah, Same there's thing? a thing again. 
I, I think it's a quite a mild one, and I think I could push this out to eight weeks quite easily. But again, cutting for me in the diet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Running the growth hormone, like Steve said before, pre-cycle. Making sure that my cardio is on point and my diet's on point as I go into the cycle, and then essentially polishing it off with maybe six weeks. Pushed out the eight weeks only because I'm trying to cut. And again, it's that thing of me keeping the weight off at the end. I also think because it's relatively speaking, Steve, although there are some side effects, of course, relatively speaking, moderately mild in terms of the side effects overall. For example, uh, I know when we discussed anadrol right at the beginning, some users get massive water retention on anadrol. And then obviously you've got a particular issue of having to deal with the water, et cetera, et cetera. You never hear of massive water retention, for example, or anything like that with Tyranobal. So for me, it's one of those mild ones in terms of side effects. However, like Steve said already, you're still looking at using an oral steroid, which still means you're going to have pass-through delivery issues. You still want an organ protector or a cycle and so on and so forth. And as mild as it is, you should still treat it thus, because that's just about common sense, Steve, and looking after your body in the long term. But again, I might personally push it out to eight weeks, but it would all depend on just how tight my diet was, how good my cardio was going in. For example, listeners, I want you, like Steve said, running the growth hormone previously to have, as we say, all your uh, dice, whatever, in a row, Steve. I want you to be ready. What I don't want you to do is come in and have to take some shortcuts to drop loads of weight and get into shape, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So again, that's that approach to training, approach to diet, approach to cardio, and then introducing the growth form, and then introducing, for example, in this case, the Serenable from Parapharma, so that everything at the end is shining. I want you to get the best results from your cycle, and you get the best results by having everything in place before you introduce the PDs and then just getting the absolute fucking best results at the end stage. What would be your choice for a cut? Well, I, I, I'm going to talk about a different steroid, but let me, let me say about T-Bowl. Um, I love T-Bowl. Um, as someone who does a lot of athletic stuff, a lot of endurance stuff, very active lifestyle, I love T-Bowl. I love it as a cutting uh, because on T-Bowl, it's not going to fuck with your appetite. So you can take the T-Bowl, cut your calories fast, you can do all kinds of stuff on the T-Bowl. You're not going to want to prolong fast because you're running the HGH. So that's another thing with HGH. There's no point in running HGH if you're fasting. Because when you're fasting at about the 15, you know, 15 hour mark, your HGH starts skyrocketing anyway. So there's no reason to add more exhaustless HGH on top of your HGH already going up in your body. So it's kind of pointless to use HGH in that situation. You don't want to do that. So as long as you're fasting, your HGH is going to go up. So, but it works good. Like let's say you do the OMAD diet. So you do one meal a day or you do alternate day fasting. And then you basically break your fast. You take your HGH, then break your fast. Even on your fasting day, you can take the T-bowl and it's not going to fuck with your, it's not going to make you hypoglycemic like other steroids will. It's not going to give you carb cravings like other steroids will. It's not going to make you feel like shit like like super draw will or it's not gonna like really force you to eat you know spread your carbs out throughout the day you know like some of these other harsh steroids will so in this case t-bowl is very flexible so you can definitely use t-bowl um and you know to cut and you have a lot of flexibility with t-bowl you can still do endurance sports on t-bowl because the pumps on t-bowl aren't that bad like they are in some of these other steroids like anavar or or the next one i'm going to talk about so 
it, it gives you a lot of flexibility. You can go play tennis for four hours. You can go run a 5K. You can go play basketball. You can go kayaking. You can go swimming. All this stuff on T-Bowl. You can't do that on some of these other steroids because they're counterproductive to all that. So I got a lot of respect for T-Bowl because of the flexibility that it provides you when you're cutting. So it's a great one for cutting, but it's not going to like shred you like magic. Combine it with the HGH, you're going to get good, steady fat loss. If your diet and training are on point, you're going to get good, steady fat loss on that cycle. So that's what it's going to do for you. So I got a lot of respect for T-Ball for sure. For, for those of you who have that active lifestyle and who want something to complement it and not ruin your cardio. Now, the one I'm talking about is a, is a 180 from that, Winstrel. Now, Winstrel, the pumps are nasty. Okay, so if you take Winstrel and you go running a mile, you're not going to make it a mile. If you're a few days into your Winstrel cycle right off the bat, you're not going to make it because the pumps, your back pumps, your leg pumps, your shin pumps, your calf pumps, are going to be nasty on Winstrel. And the Winnie pumps are legendary for that reason. So you're not going to be able to go swimming um, on Winstrel. It's going to be hard. You know, you're going to get cramping and pumps as you're swimming. You're going to drown on one stroll. You're not going to be able to go uh, do, you know, a lot of basketball and you know, play play a couple hours of tennis or something like that. It's going to be brutal on you. It's going to be brutal. So it's not going to allow you to do uh, a lot of activity. You can do high intensity training on, on one stroll, do, do some sprinting on one stroll, but you don't want to do long distance running on one stroll. So it kind of cuts into that. So you lose flexibility on one stroll. It's not bad when it comes to, you know, giving you carb cravings or giving you appetite or stuff like that. So there is some diet flexibility with Winstrol. You can fast on Winstrol, um, no problem. But Winstrol dries you out. It's one of the best cutting steroids out there to dry you out. If you want dryness and hardness, it's going to dry the crap out of your body. Okay. Now it's going to shed your head hair a little bit universally. Um, I don't ever met anyone who ran Winstrol who didn't have some head hair loss. All right. So keep that in mind. The side effects are pretty strong, but it will shred you. This Winstrol is almost mandatory. If you're a contest person or a model or you do photo shoots or you're a competitor, pro bodybuilder, physique, whatever, it's going to be mandatory because the guy standing next to you or the other model that you're competing against, they're going to be on Winstrol and you're not. And that's going to give them an advantage. So Winstrol is almost like a mandatory steroid to use in that situation. So anywhere, look, anywhere from 25 to 50 milligrams of Winstrol a day. And I'm going the conservative route on that. And Parapharma has a good Winstrol option. Uh, 10 milligram a tab, 100 tablets. Now you can go 25 to 50, 20 to 50. Let's go with 20 to 50 since they're 10 milligrams. And you can start at 20 and then play around with that and see how you like it. Go to 30, go to 40, go to 50. So it's a nice thing. So I like about the Winstrol from from uh, Parapharma, you can be more flexible. Now you do have a Winstrol 50 mobster. The Winstrol 50 comes in a 50 milligram tab. So with that one, you can take the one tab a day or you can split it in half and take 25 milligrams. It's not expensive. If you wanted to go the 25 milligram route, just cut, the, cut it in half, take half one day, half the next day and so on. And that would be a good option for you. So they have two different Winstrol options no matter what your situation is. And uh, look, at the end of the day, Winstrol is a great steroid for cutting. Um, 
and you can run it with HGH and it's a really, really good synergy uh, with HGH as well. So look, at the end of the day, it, it boils down to, you know, final tips and advice. What do we want to do when it comes to uh, anabolic steroids and, and, and comes to, to any of these cycles is going to be diet and training. Um, so you want to make sure that your diet is on point. I don't care if you're bulking, recomping, or cutting. Always eat clean. Always eat clean. Um, and and stick to your good carbs, your good fats, your good proteins. Okay? And I'll give you an example. People always ask this question. Steve, what do you mean by a bad protein? Sausage, bacon, uh, uh, smoked uh, meats uh, that are full of refined uh, oils and refined preservatives, um, cold cuts. Again, they're processed, they're refined, they add a preservatives to them. It's all about making money, right? So when you go to the grocery store and they slice your cold cuts for you, the cold cuts sitting there, they got to sell it. It may take four days for them to sell those cold cuts, five days. It's going to go bad if they don't add preservatives to it, right? And the preservatives they add, you know, it's not salt. Adding salt is fine. That's a that's a that's not nothing wrong with that as a preservative. But they don't add salt. They add nitrates. They add other crap. Same thing with sauces. Same thing with bacon. These are processed meats that are designed to sit on the shelf for long periods of time and be sold without going bad. And look, at the end of the day, that's fine. Some people have to go down that route, whether for economic reasons or whatever. And that's that's their business. But we we want we want to put the best stuff in our body. So when it comes to proteins, the best proteins are going to be your grass-fed beefs, your hormone-free poultry, your bone broth, homemade bone broth, okay, that you make yourself, that you know what's in it. Those are going to be your best options when it comes to your proteins. And then animal organs, which is not easy to find for a lot of you. So look, if you can't find animal organs, then you got to skip the animal organs, you know? You go to the grocery store and you ask them for animal organs, they're going to be like, well, this guy must be going fishing, you know, for catfish or something in some pond because that's what people buy liver, you know, in America. That's what they do. But look, organs are a delicacy all over the world. I mean, but we treat it like it's nothing. But look, if you can't get animal organs, it's fine. Go with the bone broth. I, I do. I do homemade bone broth all the time, especially during the, the colder months. And if I lived in your climate mobster, I would be doing bone broth. All the time, because this stuff is full of not only good quality proteins, but also good quality collagen and fats. It's very, very, very fatty, very fatty. And those good fats are something we just don't get in our American diets. So good fats, that covers your good fats too, the bone broth. You hit it, you hit it. And the vitamins and minerals and all the nutrition that you get from it, you won't beat it. And then add some like spinach and add some... You can add some Swiss chard, your any greens that you like. I like to add the baby spinach to it. I like to add some potatoes. You can add some sweet potatoes or regular potatoes to it. Makes a really, really good meal. It's delicious. In fact, right now I'm I'm fasting for a week. When I break my fast, I'm gonna the first day I break my fast, I'm gonna have some fruit. But then the second day, I'm gonna have that that bone broth. That's gonna be the next thing I break break my fast with. Now, bone broth is fantastic for those of you who are incorporating fasting into this lifestyle and into these diets the recomping and the cutting especially you can you can do the bone broth and that would be the best thing you can put in your body it's the healthiest thing you can put on your body guys fruits and vegetables and bone broth those are the three healthy things you can put in your body 
and that are going to make your body into a machine. Okay. And um, that's going to be the most optimal thing. So that's my tip and, and trick for you guys on this mobster. Any tips and final advice you want to give? You want to talk about the synergy and steroids again? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Steve. I'm going to echo the thoughts you've just given. And I'm going to quote a Mr. Olympian. I've quoted this particular turn of phrase before. So Dexter Jackson, a.k.a. The Blade, talks about how he had to eat clean, eat tidy, as we say here in Wales, in order to get the best results. He said, I've got amazing genetics, Steve, for being in shape. I always have. And yet, in order for me to be my absolute best, to get the best results, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here when I'm talking about parapharma and specifically as a performance enhancing drugs, but for him to get the best results from training, and one assumes from PED use, he had to eat clean. He had to eat tidy, as we say. Meaning, you can get a certain distance a certain res uh, positive results from using the solid products from Parapharma, but the fucking best results are going to come from brutally hard workouts, from properly done cardio and conditioning work, and from properly eaten solid nutrition, exactly the kind that Steve just recommended, fresh, wholesome, organic. I love organ meat, Steve, so we can't get enough of it over here. I've just recently had a whole one evening meal consisted pretty much of some liver and vegetables, as you said. I can't get, for some particular reason, kidneys, and I love kidneys. And a good old-fashioned British steak and kidney pie would fill me right up, especially for the winter, as Steve said. We can't get enough of those things. You, you will get so far, guys, but you will get another level of results, positive results, your best results, if you followed solid training. The brief and brutal stuff is actually a great growth hormone booster, naturally. The results from training are positive, but when your nutrition and your cardio is there as well, guys, that's absolutely where you want to be and to get the best results. And that's what we want for you guys when we do this podcast and give you advice. Use Parapharma products, solid training, solid nutrition. Keep those dosages where we've suggested and you should get the absolute best results you possibly can. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the first amendment.